Get out the way. Who got a watch? Who got the time? I'm racing the clock. Even in my feelings, grind don't stop. Got big hey, Ellie. How are uh, you? Good, thank you. Welcome to Mature Allure. On um, today's episode, we have Ellie Klein, and she is a dating mentor. Tell us about yourself, Ellie. Okay. Well, my name's Ellie Klein. <laughs> um, I'm a professional dating mentor. And I help women go from dating sucks to dating success and find their Mr. Right ASAP. Okay. Well, I mean, everyone wants to find their Mr. Right. You have your Mr. Right. I have my Mr. Right. But we're here to help those who haven't quite gotten there yet. Just because, you know, we're in our over 40 doesn't mean that we're not still looking for love. And then people have all kinds of situations that happen to them, whether it's divorce never being married. So tell us about what is your company called? Your Dating Bestie, is it? Yeah, my business is called Your Dating Bestie. And I called it that because I'm like your best friend for all things dating, which I think is something that's really needed out there at the moment. There's a lot of information um, and there are dating coaches, but they're very expensive. And I wanted to be somewhere in the middle, like I'm, I'm a best friend, I'm accessible to my clients 24-7, and I stick by them until they find love. Mm. So tell us a little bit about the process working with you. Okay, well, it's, it's an online community and um, there's three parts to it. So I, I do have a step-by-step system for finding love, but more importantly, I'm there and the community is there to help you implement it. So as you go through the dating process, um, you're, you've always got someone there to support you, ask questions. We do like twice weekly check-ins. Um, and then I also have a little bonus where I write my client's dating profiles because that's where it all started. Uh, oh. Cause I'm a professional writer and I was doing online dating myself and I could see how bad people's dating profiles were. <laughs> and so I started out by writing dating profiles. And then when I finally found love myself and could see like all the mistakes I'd made and um, a much quicker and smoother path to it. I started offering one-on-one coaching, but then I was only helping women one-on-one and I wanted to help as many women as possible. So I created the community. Well, I was going to ask you how you got started and what made you come up with this idea. Um, but you just kind of answered that, which is really good. <laughs> I also uh, wrote a book. I wrote a humorous dating advice book called Men Are Like a Box of Chocolates. <laughs> Men Are Like a Box of Chocolates? And, yeah. Okay, so tell us a little bit about that. Like, how are they like, <laughs> just a little overall, like, how are they like a box of chocolates? Okay, well, I I actually wanted, um, I, I use chocolate as a metaphor for men, but it's meant to be very positive. Like, it's not meant to be nasty. Um, uh, it's like chocolates are delicious, men are delicious, you yeah. know, and, you, you know, it's it's a journey to find the right one. And that's that's basically what it is. Yeah. And it's yeah. just a fun little gifty book. It's not serious. Is it on Amazon? Can somebody grab it on it Amazon? It was. It was. Um, but you, now you can just buy it directly from me if anyone's interested okay. on my website. Yeah. Okay. So share your dating story with us. Okay, well, <laughs> um, so I 
didn't meet my husband until I was 38 and we didn't get married until I was 42. So mm. I was single for over 20 years. I, I had a few, you know, relationships and situationships, but um, I really didn't meet anyone really significant until my husband. And uh, 11 of those years was online dating across three countries and seven dating sites and apps. So I obviously, I'm Australian, so I dated in Australia. I lived and dated in Canada and I lived and dated in the USA, in New York. And, um, and then, you know, in that time used a, a bunch of different dating sites and apps and wouldn't you believe I met my husband in my hometown of Sydney? <laughs> he was here all along. So as a dating mentor, explain what that is along with, like, is that something you see a lot of women might need right now? I mean, your, 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 your business is called your best, your dating bestie. So like yes. you said, you're kind of like a friend and a mentor. How do the two come together? For the, for the business? Well, I just, I'm just not a fan of the word coach. I, I, I think it's a bit confusing. I like the word mentor because I use my vast experience and ultimately success with dating to help my clients have a much quicker and smoother journey than I did. And mm. so, and I, I just, I kind of also see myself as a best friend because I'm just always there for you. So I don't have like set times that you can contact me or you can contact me anytime. We, we've, the community's 24-7 and um, my clients can reach me pretty much anytime. So if they're having some sort of crisis, like uh, a fight with their boyfriend or something, um, they can reach me. Yeah, I'm pretty easygoing about that. Okay. Well, I wanted to ask you because... Single women over 40 who are looking for relationships, like what are some suggestions that you can give them on how they should date to get married? Uh, to get married. <laughs> to get married. Okay. Well, probably the first step is to get your mindset right. So there's no point going into dating if you know, you just hate all men and you don't think there's anyone out there for you. Like that's because <laughs> you're going to give off that vibe um, on dates and um, it's just not going to go very well. So in my little system, even though it's short, there are 20 steps and the first seven steps are devoted to getting your mindset right. And I'll give you just like one example. So I have this saying, you're not looking for men, you're looking for a man right? So what I mean by that is women could be like, oh, you know, all men want to date younger women and all men want to date slim women and all men don't want to date women with kids and all men this and all men that. It, it doesn't really matter what men as a group want because you're you only need one man and you're looking for the right man for you and the right man for you will want you. So there's no point worrying about all those things, especially if you can't control them and, um, and just be your best self and the right person will come along. And so that's, that's tip number one. So tip number two is to embrace online dating. I know that people have gotten really sick and tired of online dating and I know it can be frustrating, but the reality is Online dating is the most effective and empowering way to find love that's ever existed. So 
you just need to learn how to use dating sites and apps effectively and learn how to control the process rather than letting it control you because that's when it becomes frustrating. So you can try and find someone offline, like you can go to speed dating events and singles events and meetup groups and stuff, but you you won't meet as many single men in a short shorter amount of time as you will online and what you really need is volume because that volume is going to whittle away very quickly down to the men who prioritize you whose company you enjoy who treat you really well and so that really my second tip is to stop trying to not do online dating (laughs) Um, just embrace online dating it really is an effective tool for finding love so that's tip number two um you want tip number three tip number three let's keep it rolling because those are great tips and especially i did want to say this with the online everything is online so you know you shop online you you know search for things on everything you do is online so it's kind of funny how you say people don't want to on date online but it opens you up like you said to more people Absolutely. Um, and so that's why it's such a, it's such a powerful tool and you just need to get a hold of it, get a grasp of it and you'll be fine and you'll, you'll start to really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, so the third tip is to give more men a chance. And the way you do that, especially online, is to put all the maybes in the yes pile instead of the no pile. Mm. <laughs> so what happens is women will search and swipe And of course, the yeses will be, oh, yes, match, you know, swipe right or whatever. Mm -hmm. And the no's are a definite no. But then all the maybes will be like, oh, he's kind of attractive. No. You know, it's like, oh, he lives a little bit far away. No. (laughs) And then just like all those maybes going into the no pile. If you start putting those maybes into the yes pile and seeing what happens, see if you warm up to them after a few messages, after a phone call, after a date it will change your life because almost I can almost guarantee your your Mr. Right will be one of those maybes. And that makes a lot of sense because I'm thinking now about when I met my husband. Um, it was, yeah, he was cute, but I wasn't really sure. I was like, uh. Exactly. And, uh. <laughs> yeah, it's like, uh. But, and, and even after a couple of days, I'm like, yeah, okay, but uh, maybe. I don't. And then it's just like, it just turned into oh my goodness this is the man for me you know and you have to give people a chance or a try you'll you'll never know you know yeah I mean my husband was very much a maybe when we first met like I thought he was cute and he was fun but I thought we were kind of incompatible and I didn't think it would last beyond like a few dates or a fling or, or whatever and after four dates like a light something switched and I went oh I really like him and we are so much more compatible than I thought and I that was was when I really started to see some possibility but but before I learned this technique of putting the babies in the yes pile instead of the no pile I would have just put him in the no pile and I I never would have met him so uh that's uh my tip number three yeah and that makes a lot of sense because a lot of times, especially the older women get, you people tell you put mate write a list and you don't want to settle and this is what you want and and you put this list together. I mean, I was never a big list person anyway, but mentally, I will say I had a list or things sure. that I, you know. And 
if you just go by your list, you're actually, both of you are strangers when you meet, you know, Mm -hmm. just a list isn't going to get you knowing this person, you know? So yes, it's good to have those things and have a list and, you know, think about the things you want in a mate. But at the same time, you have to get to know a, a complete stranger to find out if they are actually compatible, like you said. Absolutely. Set, settling is not, it's not being with someone who doesn't like tick every box. That's settling is being with someone who doesn't make you happy. So, mm-hmm. so when you get to know someone and see how much you enjoy their company and, and how they show up for you and how effortless it all is and how well you communicate and you, you're going to be genuinely happy. You're not going to feel like you're settling. And, um, and so you don't have to worry. You don't have to worry about that. Settling's not about a checklist. If you're going to spend a life with tum- someone who doesn't treat you that well or whose company you don't really enjoy, you don't really find them attractive, that, that's settling. But, you know, ticking all these boxes like oh, he has to have this job or he has to be this tall or, you know, look, it doesn't, that doesn't mean anything once you're in a relationship with someone. It's about sharing your life with someone. Yeah. Yeah. So what are dating red flags that women should look out for? Okay. Well, um, I am going to give these red flags based on the assumption that you're meeting online because obviously there's some safety issues uh, with meeting online. So the first red flag might be if someone doesn't want to meet you offline within like a week or two. If they're keeping, if they're continuing with the messages or the phone calls or they're not trying to organize to yeah, speak to you on the phone or meet you for a date, they could be a scammer. They could be in a relationship or they could be married and they're just wasting your time. So um, I don't think that you should rush out and meet someone, you know, within 48 hours. But yeah. I also think that like within about about a week, especially after you've spoken on the phone, you should be organizing to meet. And within two weeks, you should have had a date. Um, so don't like message and message and calls and everything with someone for months on end. So um, that's a bit of a red flag. You don't, something's up and yeah. you don't want to know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, so the second one would be um, a first date with someone that you met online should not be at their place or a hotel room or anything like that. It should be at a public place. So even if they say, oh, I'm going to cook you dinner and, you know, whatever, and look, they might even be genuine not realising that that's just not a safe thing for a woman to do. So your first date, so it is a bit of a red flag if they want to get you alone and especially if you say, oh, no, no, I want to meet you at a restaurant or whatever and then they insist, just forget it. That's that's a red flag. Um, A third red flag would be, um, asking for money. So, uh, and it, the, 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 the people who have, um, been victims of, of like online dating scams and stuff, it's just terrible. And, uh, if anybody asks, if anybody who you've never met or even someone that you have met, it maybe even someone you've been dating for a month or two asks you for money, that, that, that's a red flag. If you if you ever lend money to anyone, it should only ever be to a family member or a very close friend or your spouse. It, yeah. It's so never give a stranger or someone you don't know very well money. That's a red flag. 
Um, another red flag is love bombing. So someone will get really excited about you really quickly like you're uh, like a, you're a new puppy but they can exit your life as quickly as they entered your life so it can all be very exciting and romantic and uh thrilling in the in within the first couple of weeks or a month or a month or two and then all of a sudden like you're really hurtling towards uh a life together and they just tap out and mm -hmm. um so if if someone is very excited about you that's nice um, but just slow them down a little bit. You, you know, you only need to see them in in once or twice a week in the first couple of months. And, uh, you know, you don't need, it's nice to be in touch every day, but you don't need to spend hours and hours like on the phone every day or texting or, you know, so love bombing is one to watch out for. And the final one would be if they give you a bad feeling. Mm. So if they seem angry or bitter, or possessive, or needy, <laughs> or selfish, or untrustworthy, uh, or or unkind. Don't walk, run. <laughs> wow. Um, it, you 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 do need to it, it you do need to trust your instincts. It's 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 one thing if someone's just having a little bit of an off day or whatever. It's another thing if if you're getting a bad vibe from someone that that's definitely a, a red flag. Wow. Those are some really good points. And one of the things you mentioned about, um, you said love bombing and being in your space really quickly. I would also think that at the age where over 40, maybe that would be a red flag because he should be kind of busy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, <laughs> there should be things going on in his life. Like you have things going on in your life where mm -hmm. he doesn't, that would be a huge red flag to me because yeah. it would be like, well, wait a minute. We're both a mature age. You should have things going on, not really concentrating solely on me just yeah, yet. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's it's funny because men, this is something that I was going to touch on at some point, but men are looking for a soft place to fall. So it's, so women have, a lot of people in their life that they can go to for emotional support. So they've got their mom or their sister or their girlfriends or their therapist. Um, but men tend to rely emotionally on their partner, like like it or not, as much as we'd like them to talk to their friends or, or go talk to a therapist or whatever, they do tend to rely on the woman in their life. So when they get a woman in their life, they can get all a little bit too excited and it's just all about you and, you know, whereas, you know, you, women tend to be much more balanced and, and have their career and their friends and their interests and, their, you know, and so um, so with those guys, what, either they're going to, you're just going to slow them down a little bit and everything's going to be fine um, or it is really a red flag and they're just going to kind of come in hot and then just disappear in a flash. Um, so, and you don't know when, when you're getting love bomb, you don't know which one it's going to be. So I say, just, just slow them down just a little bit and, um, and see what happens, see how it goes. Wow. I mean, this is interesting. I'm, I'm interested because I know a lot of single women and I, I have to say, I'm happy. I'm not single. I like dating would be so <laughs> hard for me. Um, 
Okay, what would you say are deal breakers when in a dating relation in when in a dating relationship? Okay. Well, there are not as many deal breakers as you'd think. No. <laughs> so women are women can be like Oh, if he doesn't like the same music as me, if he's not over six foot tall, if he's this, if he's that, if he's like, I mean, my God, the deal breakers. It's just like, but those are not deal breakers. There, yeah. there are only really a few deal breakers. And one of them would be health. So like if he's a smoker, a drinker or does drugs and you're not, you don't smoke, you don't do, you, you're not into that. Um, that's a deal breaker. That's not going to work. Mm -hmm. um, another deal breaker would be where you want to live. So if you want to live in totally different cities or one of you wants to live on a farm in the country and one of you wants to live a cosmopolitan life in, in the city, that's not going to work long term. Mm -hmm. um, another one, of course, would be kids. So if you want to have kids and he doesn't or he wants to have kids, you don't, or there's issues with your kids and his kids or whatever, that's not going to work out. And the, the the final deal breaker is that he doesn't fundamentally make you happy. Mm. So, you know, and you've got to be honest with yourself. I mean, if the highs are highs and the lows are lows, that's not happiness. That's a roller coaster ride. Um, happiness is sort of general, a general hum of contentment. <laughs> and um, it's really steady and stable and um, just makes you feel feel safe and comfortable and also of course you've got to enjoy their company and you've got to have good conversations and and have a good laugh together and, and all those things but um if you're not fundamentally happy if you're not happy with the way he treats you or you just not that then that's a deal breaker one of the things i did want to ask you about was age mm -hmm. like as um say he's younger than you are mm -hmm. or you know you're in your mid forties and he might be in his seventies. I mean, I'm just throwing something out there. Difference. That's a big age difference, age yeah. difference. But the reason why I ask that, and this might sound crazy is because I have single friends who want certain things out of life, right. but they're dating people that are not, don't have those things or what they want maybe somebody who's like 69 has already achieved and is successful and has all, you know what I mean? But, oh, I don't want anybody that old. So how do, how does age play into dating when you're in your mid forties and older? It's a, it's a great question. I, I think men actually make the mistake of thinking that they need somebody younger. Right. And, mm -hmm. um, and also sometimes women can make the mistake of thinking that they need someone older and I think when everybody's midlife, you could probably safely go down 10 years and up 10 years. And it really comes down to that person, their energy, their lifestyle, their interests. And 10 years, when you're 40, or maybe say you're 45 or whatever, dating someone 35 or dating someone 55, it's not, it's not that big a difference. And people can look, you know, very young for their age. My husband's 10 years older than me and I never dated someone much older than me but I, he looked he looks my age I mean he still does he, he looked my age then and he, he still does kind of look my age and he's just very youthful and I don't feel the age difference um if I did feel the age difference we wouldn't be together mm. uh so I like women are good at being open-minded about age um 
sometimes they could probably like I push my clients to go just a little bit older because it, 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 it doesn't mean that you have to go out with every guy who's 10 years older than you. Yeah. <laughs> it just means that those guys like my husband who was way more youthful than his age they get to sneak into those filters and they get to put be put in the yes pile like what we were talking about um and so i you know i do push women sort of tend to want you know five six seven or whatever years older than i do encourage them to like go up to 10 years because you just never know who might sneak in there and also you know a lot of women are extremely youthful and and, and in great shape they can go younger too like they could not you know not 20 years younger but you know go younger and um i think men like for some reason they'll still be midlife and they won't even consider someone their own age and i know women my age who look at least 10 years younger and yeah. like they could say that they were 35 or whatever and nobody would know and mm -hmm. um so I don't coach men generally. I, I do sort of tend to focus on women because I'm a mentor and so I, I go off my own experiences. But that would probably be one of the things I would say to men is to, you know, there are definitely women your own age and a bit older who would be just as exciting <laughs> as younger women. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And look, as a general rule, I'm personally not a fan of big age differences. I think once you're getting up to 15 and 20 years, I think I think that really is a big age difference. But I also know couples who are very happy who have 17-year age differences, you mm -hmm. know, and, again, that they're youthful, they're on the same wavelength or whatever. So it really does come down to are you fundamentally happy um, and are you okay with the realities of, your age and that you will probably lose your partner you know they'll probably go before you you know whatever but you don't know that you don't yeah. know that so I really think it just comes down to being happy yeah okay okay um okay so let's talk about commitment okay what do you do if you're dating a person and your dating partner doesn't want to commit stop dating them <laughs> <laughs> No, what I what I mean is what I mean is I have this saying commitment is a series of mini commitments. Mm. Right? And so as you progress, you should slowly but surely go from one mini commitment to the next. And if the person you're dating or in a relationship with can't give you an appropriate level of commitment for the stage that you're at, you should move on because mm. It's not, a, it's not a relationship without a certain level of commitment. Otherwise, you're just seeing each other. <laughs> and, um, and, and so if you've been dating for like four to six weeks, you really should talk about being exclusive. And that means like with online dating, you hide your dating profiles and you only see each other and you be exclusive and you see how that goes. And then if you've been exclusive for another, say, four to six weeks, you should have another talk. Are we boyfriend and girlfriend now? Mm. Partners, you know, start start introducing each other to family and friends like this is a relationship, right? And so you sort of make it public in whatever way that means to you um, and start making that person a part of your life. And then after about a year or so, you can start talking about, do we want to move in together? And, uh, you know, and 
everyone's got different ideas about living together before marriage or, you know, whatever it mm -hmm. might be, but I, that was something that I wanted to do. And so, um, and it really, you know, within another six months to a year, you might want to talk about getting engaged or getting married or having kids or buying a house or sharing your life together. Like if you've been with someone for three years, um, three years is long enough to know if you want to spend your life with someone, whatever that means to you. Yeah. And, um, and, and you should be able to have these talks all the way along. If you can't openly communicate, if you're scared to talk to your partner now, look, you don't want to be having relationship talks every five seconds, but if you can't have like a little check-in at a reasonable amount of time and say, you know, Hey, let's talk about, you know, like, you know, just say you've been together since January and you're already thinking about Christmas and New Year's and whatever. And, and, and you're like, Hey, you want to talk about maybe moving in together next year? You know, it's like your partner should be like, yeah, let's talk about it. You know, if you're, if you're, too, if they're too scared to talk to you about it or you're too scared to ask them, that's a red flag. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm glad um, you brought up the timelines because, like you said, I mean, especially when you're in your middle age, like you should already be really kind of thinking about what you want and who you want to spend your time with and, and, and they should be thinking about that too. Yeah, definitely. Wow. Yeah. Um, okay. So let's say someone is 50 plus, right? Okay. And they've never been married, but marriage is something they want. Mm -hmm. What would you suggest they do to make it happen? Honestly, exactly the same as pretty much any other age. Like, uh, you just it you just go through the steps um you need to actively date so obviously i recommend online dating but you need to do do something to get yourself in front of a volume of single people if you're a woman you want and you want to find a man you need to do something to get yourself in front of a volume of single men um and so you you know you can do online dating you can do speed dating you can do singles events you can do meetup groups there's probably facebook groups that are social groups so there are there's crossfit there's you know there's like there's things that you can do but honestly i mean i recommend online dating because i just think it's the most effective and you're able to get in in front of the largest number of single men mm -hmm. um in your age group or roughly in your age group and um if you're able to do it effectively uh you just you know you have a great profile and you put all the maybes in the yes pile and you swap a few messages, you speak on the phone, you go out. Most of the most of these guys, if you've got like 100 guys, uh, most of them, like 50% of them will be, will, will swipe right on you too. And then like only 20 of them will, you'll probably end up having some messages with. And 10 of them you might end up on a phone call with and five of them you might end up on a date with. So it is a numbers game in that sense. Um, and then out of that five, you might want to go out on a second date with two or three of them. And then one of them might become your boyfriend. That's why you need volume. And it really is this, it, it really is the same at any age. Obviously, you know, things are a little bit more complicated because, um, you might have, uh, divorced or you might be widowed, or you might have kids and they have kids and whatever, but it really is the same process at any age. So do, don't ever let age be, a barrier. Uh, you can find love at any age, especially 
especially in this day and age, uh, yeah. you know, as, as Generation X of uh, midlife and, um, and you've got all these tools at your disposal um, and people are having relationships later in life that you should not let age stop you. And uh, if you're looking good for your age or whatever, maybe go for someone a little younger. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you've mentioned profile and that part of your um, business model is to write profiles for your clients. Yes. What are some things that you suggest as somebody who's familiar with profiles, writing mm -hmm. profiles, what are some things that you suggest people should have in their profile? Okay. I, a couple of things. I, I suggest if your profile sounds like it could apply to anybody else, mm. you, you need to go a little bit deeper. So if you say things like, I like eating out, going to the movies and travel, it's like, well, who doesn't? <laughs> <laughs> right. But if you say, um, I saw the Barbie movie and this is what I thought of it, or I liked Oppenheimer more than Barbie, right? Or, you know, and then you say, and my favorite restaurant is such and such, and I love their uh, spaghetti bolognese or whatever, whatever it is. And I know that's pretty basic, but, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Or, and then yeah. if you say, and my, the favorite place, my favorite place I've ever been to is Sydney, Australia. <laughs> Of course it is. Of course. Um, and, uh, you know, I'd give anything to swim at Bondo Beach again or what, you know, then it's like, okay, now it's about you. Right? Mm -hmm. And it, it's got your experiences, your personality, uh, your opinions. It's, 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 you, it's got you in it. You're actually better off saying less things. So you might have a whole lot of interests, but if you just pick – maybe one, two or three and expand on them and say something unique, um, that's going to be a lot better because then, and then your profile is, is not going to sound like anybody else's. And, and you're also giving men a, um, something to connect with you on. And so they can email you or message you and say, I've been to Australia, you know, mm -hmm. whatever, or whatever it might be. And, uh, or I love that restaurant or how about, have you ever tried this cuisine? And um, so that would be the first thing in terms of getting yourself across. I say it needs to sound like you and nobody else's profile. And um, so that, that's the first thing. And then if you can get uh, a sense of warmth across in your profile, so you might be tempted to lead with your achievements and you might be tempted to be like, I've got a master's degree and, you know, I run a Fortune 500 company or whatever. It's like that's really impressive, and and mm -hmm. and, you, and that and no one's saying that you should hide it. Um, but men are also looking for what do you like to be around, and so if you can get, uh, if you're funny, you can get a little bit of humor into your profile, or if you're sort of spiritual and you tend to meditate or do yoga or whatever, if you can get. Um, that across in your profile. Also talk about what kind of a partner you are. So um, what kind of a relationship do you want to have? Are you are you someone who wants to get up at six in the morning and go to the gym with your partner or uh, are you someone who's more likely to like go go to the movies every Friday night together or, you know, play, do, go to trivia night at the pub or whatever every Tuesday, whatever it might be. So if you can kind of get across what being around you and being, what being in a relationship with you is like and also, um, you know, if you can put in 
a little bit of spice, you know, a little bit of romance, a little bit of without being too sexy because women women are a bit scared of oh if I mention you know but you can say yeah. that you're affectionate or you like kisses and cuddles or you know whatever you can put a little wink or an XO or just something to make it not a resume it's a dating profile mm-hmm. um and so they would be my tips for the written part the photos are a whole other story <laughs> <laughs> well now that you mentioned that with the photos like yes. one or two things with the photos Oh, look, you you only need about six photos and you should have a combination of, you know, close-up, full body, casual clothes, dress-up clothes, so maybe one of you at a wedding and then maybe one of, you know, you in just jeans or whatever, and then you doing some sort of an activity that you like. You know, maybe it's a travel photo, uh, maybe you're a cyclist and you're riding a bike or, you know, you've just finished a triathlon or whatever it might be. So just a range uh, of photos, um, only about six really. Uh, you can have some professionally taken, like I think, but if you do have professional photos, which is great, do also have some ones that obviously a friend like took at a party or something. Mm-hmm. So you want to have a, a, a range of photos to show what you look like and also, like I said, with the written part, get your vibe across, your smile, your laugh, your interests, things like that. And also maybe something that's not 25 years old either. Oh, well, that, yes, of course, that goes without saying, yes. Uh, yes. However, I don't know. You're absolutely right. People are very guilty of this. Um, Yeah, obviously recent photos, yes. And you can even say that too. So you can, you know, you can even say that the year or the month even, mm. you know, this was taken last week or whatever and men will go, oh, you know. So, um, yeah, that's that's important. Well, we've talked a lot about online dating because that's yes. really what you work with and what you do. What is the dating, what is the dating landscape beyond online i mean what are some other suggestions even though like you said you prefer online say someone hasn't really gotten there yet do you have any other suggest suggestions about ways to date yeah most cities have speed dating and i actually think that's probably the second best way to Mm. to to meet so um you you go you go um if you type like speed dating in your city into google it would probably come up with the um uh whatever speed dating is in your city but you go you usually go there's usually like uh, about you know 10 to 15 uh if you're a woman you want to meet a man there's like 10 to 15 men there there's also like 10 to 15 women and it's like a five or seven minutes with each person and you just have like uh, the men usually usually the women stay in one place and the men get up and move across like every seven minutes or so and you just have a, a quick chat and then at the end if you're interested in anyone you like tick that person's name and then if they tick your name they the company will um, exchange phone numbers or exchange contact details or whatever for you and you can get in touch and so that can certainly be a fun way to get back out there without having to go online. And uh, I guess further than that, there's um, just any social group, like pick something that you're interested in and, mm-hmm. and go and do it socially. Like if there's a, if there's a movie group or uh, anything to do with fitness, like 
CrossFit has an amazing community. Um, it's very hard though. <laughs> CrossFit's not for everyone. I wouldn't. I, I couldn't do say, CrossFit. That yeah. would not be what I pick. But you know, I, I get maybe a I walking group. But yeah. like a- exactly, exactly a walking group. Um, there's you, you, there's lots of Facebook groups where they organise social things, and you can again like you just need to search in in Facebook and searching groups and put in things that you're interested in you'll probably find local things um you can always ask your friends to fix you up you know like you just never know who knows somebody like send out send out some emails or whatever and say hey I um I've decided that I'm gonna get back on the dating scene and so I'm just putting it out there. Uh, um, if you know any eligible single men between you know, 40 and 60 or whatever it might be, um, fix us up. Yeah, or organize uh, for us to meet all meet all together at a pub or something. Because mm-hmm. you just you just never know who might know somebody. So that they there are some things you can do if you don't want to do online dating. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, so dating is hard at any age. Mm-hmm. We know this. Uh, what's your <laughs> advice to make it a little easier and a little fun? I I honestly think that you need, if you're going to actively look for love, like especially if you're going to do online dating and then especially if you're going to like join my community or something like that, you're almost guaranteed to find it. The odds are really in your favor. It, it, over a Over a five or ten year period at the most like but you know even if you're really going to put time and effort in into it the odds are actually in your favor so I would say enjoy being single while it lasts because it won't last forever and so like dating dating should be fun and once you find someone um you kind of miss dating and you you sort of miss meeting new people and going out to new places and the excitement of like a a first kiss or a new romance or uh, just sometimes just going on a date with someone that you might not be interested in romantically but you have like a really good conversation and you make like a new friend or a a new contact. You actually miss all of that. You don't get to do that ever again once Mm -hmm. you've found someone. So I would assume that you're going to find someone because you probably will and just enjoy the journey but that's interesting that you say that that you know the odds are you're going to find someone because i like i said i have i have friends that i that are single and they've been single and so it's kind of like well what's going on you know (laughs) what i mean (laughs) because I was single for a long time as well. And so I know how they feel, but once I learned just to me me too. I mean, I didn't get married until I was thirty-seven. So I understand. But like it's it's just you know what I'm saying, an expanded a really an expanded amount of time. So I don't know if sometimes people get stuck or let's say somebody is stuck. What is what are suggestions what are some suggestions? I know you've mentioned online dating and, and, and things with things where they can go to meet people. But sometimes when you're stuck, it might be maybe mentally, because like you Mm -hmm. said, the odds are and put somebody that's a maybe and a yes. How do you get yourself to that point where you're like, let me do do. I do think because I was stuck and Mm -hmm. I couldn't figure out what I was doing wrong. And I worked with a dating coach 
And a com- the combination between working with that dating coach, a few things I'd learned in counseling, and then some of my own experiences, and then put that all together. And I started approaching dating differently. And mm-hmm. it really wasn't long after that, uh, that I met my husband. And I just needed, like you said, you're stuck and you need to have some breakthroughs and you need to find that breakthrough somewhere. So I would recommend working with a dating expert who resonates you, resonates with you. So there's lots of dating experts out there. There You can find them, you know, on everywhere, social media and YouTube and Google them. You can get referred to them. They're, they're, they're everywhere. And find one who speaks to you. So. I've got a kind of a very no BS kind of vibe and um, I'm, I'm kind of quite methodical and everything, but maybe someone who's more spiritual or a different sex, like maybe a man or maybe, you know, whatever, Some, someone else might be a better fit for you and invest in their program and let them guide you. And there might be just one or two things that you can do differently that make all the difference. And mm-hmm. that, that's certainly what happened to me. Um, uh, I, yeah, I worked with a dating coach and it, and it was a great thing. And then I've sort of taken everything that I learned uh, through coaching and counseling and my own experiences and my relationship with my husband and kind of created my own thing. Um, yeah. So that, that would be my advice. Find, find a, a coach or a mentor um, and work with them. Yeah. Okay. Okay. What are mistakes that women make when dating? <laughs> I think we've covered a lot of them. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. I would say, we'll just run down. Okay, so I would say, yeah, having a, having a negative attitude um, is just not going to get you anywhere. If, you, if you're coming on to dates with this sort of defensive vibe where you just think, oh, this is the next guy who's going to waste my time, it, that's that's you're not going to have any success with that. So... Um, a negative attitude would be one. I would say, um, yeah, so like we talked about uh, not giving enough men a chance, being being too picky uh, in the early stages. So I, I say to my clients, it's, it's, it's not about being less picky. It's about being less dismissive, right? Mm. So if you're looking at dating profiles and you're like, oh, he took a bathroom selfie and, oh, you know, he's – you know, he's holding up a fish, you know, or whatever, or, you know, like all the things that women hate or like he's made a spelling mistake or whatever in his profile or whatever, just like, oh, he lives, you know, he lives further than like a 20-minute drive or they're sort of making too many assumptions about someone before you've given them a chance. So that now, now when you actually give someone a chance and you get to know them, well, then you can be picky. You can be picky about how much you enjoy their company, how well they treat you, how they make you feel. Um, you can be as picky as you like about that. You, you, you need to be happy. You need to be genuinely happy. But in those early stages when you don't know someone, don't be so picky or, or as I say, don't be so dismissive and, um, and sort of let more men, give more men a chance to impress you because <laughs> you just really never good. know. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah. and, and then the final one would be um, uh, is understanding that men first 
and foremost are looking for a soft place to fall. So even though they absolutely will value that you're attractive and you're intelligent and you're funny and you're successful and you're independent, they will. But you can't be all those things and not be warm, easygoing and empathetic and just a nice person to be around because that's number one. And then if you're that nice person to be around, um, they're going to value all those other things about you. And, uh, and, that's, and that is certainly not to say that you can't have boundaries. You absolutely should have boundaries. Um, you just need to enforce them in a kind of sweet and cool way, not a like a motherly wagging your finger kind of way. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, we, you know, we, we talk about boundaries a lot in my community. And so I don't want women to ever think that they can't have boundaries. But um, if you can bring that sort of more and I hate to use this word, but nurturing energy to the table, um, mm -hmm. lead with the nurturing energy, closely followed by all the other things that make you wonderful, mm -hmm. that's, you're going you're gonna to do better than if you lead, like I said, with your achievements. And you need to remember that it's not a job interview. It's a, it's a date or whatever it might, you know, whatever it might be, a dating profile or a date or you're looking, it's a relationship that you're trying to find. And uh, so, yeah, if you could just le lead with some more sort of softer energy, um, you're going to do really well. Wow. Well, as we get ready to wrap this up, uh, wrap up our conversation, which has been a really good one, by the way. I think you, you have, I mean, if I was single, I would be calling you to be my mentor because Aww. you mentioned a lot of things that you just really don't think about. Um, so as we get ready to end our conversation, Let's talk about first dates. Okay. Where are some great, what are some suggestions that you have for first dates? Okay. Well, I do think that a first date should be a little bit romantic, which, which is why I don't, don't think that it should be coffee or it should be a walk or something because coffee and walks aren't, that romantic um I, I i feel like if you've swapped a few messages and you've spoken on the phone you guys can go and sit down and have a meal nothing too expensive just like a, a cheap and cheerful meal at like a, a thai restaurant or a pub or you know somewhere relaxed but you sit down and for an hour or whatever it might be and you have a conversation and you have something to eat and that's a date and um, if, you've, if you've had those good messages and you've had a, a good phone call, you're going to have a good conversation. Like even, even if he doesn't end up being a, a romantic prospect, mm -hmm. you, you don't end up going on a second date, you should know somebody enough to be able to sit opposite them for, for an hour and have, have something to eat and have a chat. And, and then if it goes well, the, the the date will naturally go a little bit longer. You know, you'll you'll end up having another drink, or you'll go and go get an ice cream, or you will go and get a coffee, or you'll whatever. The date will kick on uh, a little bit, and uh, that, that's I mean that's what happened with my first date with my husband um, was at a pub, and mm -hmm. uh, we just stayed at the pub for like just forever, and let's get some dessert, and let's get you know because <laughs> we just wanted to keep talking, and yeah. um, so I really do recommend for first dates that it is a date but I also don't think it should be at a fancy restaurant because that's just a little bit too much pressure for everybody um mm -hmm. and I don't think that you should you should expect that the whole like 
the whole thing should take no more than an hour. Like you should be able to get in and out within an hour if you're not enjoying it. So it's yeah. like you, you've met, you've had a chat, you've had something to eat. Okay, I've got to go. See you later. And then if it does go well, you can, you can stay a little bit longer. Um, so that's really what I do recommend for first dates. And I, I just I don't think you should be running out for coffee every five minutes. I, uh, and, um, yeah, you know, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with going for a walk or something, but maybe a second or third date. I just think your first date, you should be able to sit down and look at each other and chat. And also, if you go out for dinner or you go out at night, um, you can get dressed up. And so yeah. your first impression is, you know, look at you looking your best in uh, in a dress or, you know, heels or something, something sexy. And you're bringing like a date energy to the table. If you go, if you go for a walk, you're in your sneakers. You know, if you go for coffee, it's very casual. But if you go for dinner, um, you get, get to dress up. And, and uh, so I think that that kind of gives you the best chance for success. And it, I was just thinking when you were talking about that, it also, you're committed to putting in some time from yeah. the beginning. You know what yeah. I mean? Like if you go out, you're committed. Okay, I'm going to take this time. Maybe it's an hour, maybe it's 45 minutes to an hour or whatever. I'm going to take this time to spend and talk to and be with this person. So you're already getting a little, a, a piece of commitment. If you go for mm -hmm. coffee, I mean, a few sips, you can put that cup down like, okay, bye. Or you know yeah. what I mean? It's not really, coffee's not anywhere near commit, committal. You know what I mean? Totally, so. totally agree. Yeah, you do. Um, you do because someone might, they might be very nervous. And in the second half hour, especially after they've had a drink, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> but, but it's more so the time. But the second half hour, they might just start to relax a little bit more and you might start to see the real them a little bit more. Mm -hmm. But if someone is like all this pressure is on them to impress you within a 15-minute coffee, it's just you're not going to get the best read. You're probably not going to be your best and they're mm -hmm. not going to be their best. It's just not enough time. But an hour is also not so long that you feel like, oh, my God, I'm stuck with this person. Uh, an hour really should fly by. Even, even yeah. if you're not going to see them again, it should fly by. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the types of conversations to have on a first date. Okay. Well, this is interesting. You might be surprised <laughs> to hear this, but mm. I think you can talk about pretty much anything on a first date as long as you have a sort of sweet and relaxed vibe. So you can like, you, you might think that oh, I can't talk about my past dating and relationship experiences, or I can't talk about deeper topics like religion or politics or, or anything like that. You actually, you can talk about all these things. My husband and I discussed all of these things on our first date and we didn't even agree on them. Right? Wow. We, didn't, we didn't, we didn't agree on them. And we still had a really good date because we were easygoing and we just laughed along and we respected each other's opinions and we were able to get close very quickly, like discussing those things, even though we didn't agree. And mm -hmm. so I actually, I don't think you should be too worried about, oh, I can't talk about this. I can't talk about that. As long as you're not, you don't get angry and, or like you get all angry about your ex or 
you start lecturing him on feminism, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or or you start or you end up in a puddle of tears like over so you know, as long as you're kind of keeping it together and you're able to bring like a positive energy, you can talk about anything on a date. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So so what should happen after the first date? Oh. Well, of course you should go home together. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, I, I think I think that a good a good first date is one that lasts a little bit longer than you thought. So it uh, you want to stay for that extra drink, or you want to stay for dessert, or you want to stay for go to go and get an ice cream or whatever. And I think the ideal first date ends with a kiss, if possible. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. yeah, and um. And I think you just just leave it at that because there's always room for more on the second date. Always room for more. <laughs> well, Ellie, this has been an awesome, awesome, awesome conversation. Uh, how can somebody get in touch with you? If somebody wants to use your services, what's the best way for them to reach out? <laughs> well, I also have a podcast and mm. it's called the Your Dating Bestie Podcast. And um, all the episodes are, they're around 15 minutes. They're, they're, they all tackle like a really common uh, relation, dating or relationship topic or dilemma. So um, that's, uh, that's one way. And the other way is to go to my website, which is yourdatingbestie.com. And while you're there, you can grab my free report. It's called Why You're Still Single. <laughs> Seven reasons a luscious lady like you hasn't found her Mr. Right yet. <laughs> wow. Definitely, definitely. That's awesome. Thank you so much for being a guest on Mature Allure. I really appreciate it. And you've given us some real gems. And I think everybody definitely check out her podcast. Because I think just listening to our podcast, you've touched on certain things, but to for, to be really get down to the nitty gritty, definitely go to the Your Dating Bestie podcast and check Ellie out. All right. Thanks, Thanks. Sherry. Thanks for listening to this episode of Mature Allure. For more information about us, visit matureallure.net and get social with us on Instagram and YouTube at mature.allure. Facebook at For Mature Allure and Twitter at Mature underscore Allure. Till next time, we encourage you to stay positive, embrace who you are at every stage of your life, and always tap into your mature allure.